Welcome to Season 2 of the 412 Canada Podcast. My name is Kim Hutchins. At 412, we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. We want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to get equipped with us. 412 Canada is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Ontario. And as we kick off Season 2 on today's episode, we're going to talk about this season that we're in and the reopening process the churches are going through, how it has affected us. And wow, what an odd season we are in. Typical Sundays have changed, volunteering looks totally different, and we're going to speak to what's happening on Sunday and how we can use this pause we are in to get refreshed and focused on God. Today, Pastor Matt Kerr and Pastor Bill Anderson are joining me from Faith Baptist Church, and we chat about the effects of this season on our church and community, the response to reopening, and how everyone needs a squirrel costume to reach families. All that and more on today's episode. Welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. Do you serve or lead volunteers in the local church? Are there days when you feel less than equipped to make the kind of impact that you want to make in your role or in your organization? Through this podcast, we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. Thanks for joining us. super exciting on the 412 Canada podcast today we have Pastor Matt and Pastor Bill both from Faith Baptist Church our home church here and uh, we are going to be talking about the reopening process now uh, Pastor Bill he's our kidsman pastor and he's been here for nine years going on ten and Matt is the associate pastor of worship and communications and he's actually been here for 14 years so these guys have a wealth of knowledge and have seen quite a number of things. So I'm excited today to pick their brains about all that's been happening throughout the COVID season and our reopening process. So welcome, guys. Hey, Kim. Awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you guys share a little bit about um, what you do at the church, what your role is? How about Bill? You want to go first? Well, as my title implies, I'm the pastor of kids here at the church and enjoy working with uh, kids and families on Sunday mornings and midweek, and uh, directing the teams that uh, interact with kids on a regular basis. Awesome. Hey, Matt, can you tell us what you do here at Faith? Yeah, so I'm the pastor of worship and communications. So uh, under worship, of course, uh, giving direction to all our worship services, in particular to the worship teams, the bands, the awesome group of musicians and vocalists that we have. Uh, also uh, overseeing production or having responsibility for that. There's a We do have a lead tech, uh, but I have responsibility for the production team. Again, amazing team doing great stuff. Communications-wise, deals with anything related to, uh, I say this, uh, the, the, the voice of the church, the brand of the church, the look of the church. And so things that mm -hmm. you would see in our uh, uh, communications, graphics, emails, digital, print, uh, around the building, et cetera. Awesome. And you guys do a fantastic job every Sunday. Now, this has been such an odd season that we've been going through. Let's talk about all that's happened um, throughout this COVID season. How have we gotten to where we are now? Like, what has been the process? Yeah, totally. You know what? Okay, so a, a similar journey to many churches in, I'd say, in Ontario context. Mm -hmm. Late mm -hmm. March kind of brought a decision and then a decision for us to close in terms of the in-person worship 
services. And so our final in-person service was actually March 29th, right at the end of March. Uh, we, we moved to uh, a pre-recorded um, service that we then uh, broadcasted, live-streamed on Sunday morning. So uh, thankfully for the last five years, we've had an online environment mm -hmm. uh, and teams built around that. So it was uh, a, a little quick switch for us to change to that, but we recorded in each of the uh, pastors' houses, some with iPhones, most with iPhones, and then uh, this, uh, our senior pastor teaching and the music recorded on some uh, higher-end uh, cameras. Uh, edit the service and, and then pushed it out. That went through till late June, and then we opened up our in-person services, the two of them, we have two, one at uh, 915, one at 11, uh, following the local health unit guidelines. Started out with no masks. Yeah. Eventually moved towards no, no, people were required to have masks. So <laughs> worship team Quite wise, yeah, totally. Worship team wise, we recorded the band every two weeks and uh, mixed that in post. And then uh, on Sundays we would we would show videos. Um, yeah, that was yeah. that. Uh, August came along. Uh, we got the go ahead from the health unit to have a live band, so the band was allowed to sing. Uh, without masks, it's, it's crazy, all the different <laughs> changes, but we were allowed to have a band on stage, uh, no masks, including the singers, uh, still no congregational singing, that right. was, that's, that's hard, mm -hmm. um, and then of course into September, we started a staggered opening of Kidsman, maybe Bill can speak more to that. Yeah, well, and Bill, why don't you go back, like, what did you do for Kidsman during that whole shutdown period? Well, well, I kind of feel like I should sign a disclaimer before I say anything <laughs> that we did, <laughs> because in case you actually try it. Uh, but it was fun. We was learning as I, we were going. And uh, it was hard to do all the work behind the scenes without being able to get necessarily feedback or reactions from families and kids. So uh, other than likes or comments on Facebook. So I find that challenging. But what mm -hmm. we did was, um, yeah, we, uh, I guess initially I just was able to do a little kid segment that was incorporated into the live video. This would be in the spring as one of the components. And also we had uh, some volunteers that were graciously going to help out doing a weekly, um, uh, the Bible story as it relates to our curriculum uh, mm -hmm. in the grades one uh, <laughs> division. <laughs> I want to say conference. No, I want to say um, uh, the grades one to five a section of, of our kids program. And also there was a, a team that would do the kids crafts in the um, preschool. Uh, and so every week, from 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 when we got in, went into lockdown, we had uh, our our people interacting with kids online that way as well. So I found that was very that was making the best of, of that situation, and, and we're still continuing that even right now. Yeah, and Bill, can you also speak to the volunteers during the lockdown? I know we had a huge volunteer appreciation uh, planned, and so can you talk about how we pivoted and still were able to appreciate the volunteers? Yeah, that was, I mean, other than having those those teams, people recording those messages, it was, it, again, like reaching out to kids, it was tough necessarily to connect, even though we wanted to. And we had a big, normally, celebration, as, as Kim had just mentioned, we had planned, hopefully, <laughs> we were kind of hoping the, <laughs> the restrictions would ease, uh, uh, as we know how that turned out. So we did a, uh, a drive-through. We, man, I'm, it seems so long ago now. We asked uh, one Saturday morning for the volunteers who were involved throughout the year just to do a little drive-through through our church um, I wanted to say foyer, but it's the, the, the parking uh, lot, the par like, yeah, yeah the, the, the parking overhang. lot. And we handed out uh, a <laughs> gift and a card and we just, uh, as we could, we virtually high-fived and hugged and, uh, and connected with all our, a good number of our volunteers mm -hmm. again. And that was, that was something I would do again. <laughs> Hopefully we never have to do it, but it was almost fun enough. We could do it again just, just to do it. But, yeah. uh, that was good to be able to do. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, and then for the reopen process, um, Bill, when did Kidsman reopen back up? And it's not complete, right? Like it's just grades one to five. Yeah, we uh, we just we're on our week four, our fourth Sunday, and uh, it was it's 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 been fun. It's been interesting, and I kind of put four things down that kind of that kind of looking back over the last four weeks. And the first thing was I, I kind of thought of it as kind of a big experiment mm -hmm. and uh, just being the idea that to be flexible, whatever happens on that Sunday, that first Sunday, especially. Yeah. And, uh, and I also put just maybe as a warning, don't, I expected lots of kids <laughs> and uh, so planned kind of accordingly and kind of got overwhelmed with that. But reality and from my hearing churches in, in our circles is we're down about 15 or 20%. So we've only had about, 14 or 15 kids but you know what that was great to start so uh, we made a big deal of every single kid that came in mm -hmm. over the last few weeks and uh, we um, it, yeah and it, it's, it wasn't that bad and um, and so those are the two big things that I kind of if, if I look back I would have told myself that mm -hmm. all right so maybe you guys could speak to how is this pause that we're in during COVID how is it affecting our church and our community right now well, totally. We know what, when I think of our church family, I think of community and, mm -hmm. and we've had the opportunity, the ability, the blessing really to be able to connect digitally, but it, it, you know what, through this season, we've, we've really, you see the evidence of the importance of, of, of gathering physically, of actually mm -hmm. seeing someone. We've had people who are, who are maybe coming up for the first time now to church and they haven't, they haven't been out to a church service, I should say, since like since March, right? So they're looking at six months that they haven't seen some of these friends that yeah. on a regular basis they would have seen on, on at least one once weekly, a, once least, a week, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, extend that to small group circles and our great mm -hmm. leaders who serve in small groups, and they're walk, you know, trying to begin to bridge that of of, of opening mm -hmm. and. Uh, so that that's when I when I think of the church and how it's been affected, I think there's an influence there. Uh, that's a, that's an influence that maybe some people ha have noticed, others haven't noticed, but it's it's there and it perhaps underlies some of the the anxiety and stress that that perhaps they're feeling. They're mm -hmm. not realizing that they're missing out on that that community aspect. Yeah, Bill, did yeah. you have a thought? Well, yeah, I would just add, I couldn't really add to what Matt said. I would echo that as well. I think the kids. Uh, and families really miss that personal touch that you would that they would get on Sundays uh, mm -hmm. as we gather, and I really noticed that in in uh, I, I used one of our squirrel outfits in the late spring, <laughs> and went about. I like that you said one of our squirrel outfits. <laughs> yeah, that's here right. in Muskoka we just carry them. <laughs> you just keep one in your trunk. You <laughs> never know. Four, you want them. <laughs> well, you never know, and that's right beside the raptor costume in my trunk. But uh, just getting out and visited about twenty different families and dropped something off. To them and it was that you could tell they didn't want to get off the porch and uh, and and we just wanted to talk and catch up and see how much everyone's grown or um, or what they've experienced it was it was a great time so if you haven't done that yet and you're still hesitant to go back maybe try that I'll send you mine if you need one and uh, try right. and do a personal visit one of ours yeah one of ours <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, what do you think was the biggest hurdle for reopening, um, Matt, from your perspective? Yeah, totally. Um, you know what? Biggest hurdle, like a lot of change, I'd say, maybe this kind of diverts slightly from the question, but we'll get back to it. Mm -hmm. um, it's been incremental growth. So perhaps mm -hmm. there, there is that feeling of like, I, I don't know, for me as a leader, sometimes you're, you just, you drive, you're, you're like, okay, here we go, we're going. And, mm -hmm. and when you finally get go ahead, it, uh, incremental growth in itself can be a bit of a distraction, but um, a little bit of a you know one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. But beyond that, um, 
certainly the changing guidelines are a challenge. There's been more clarity in later guidelines from the province and mm-hmm. health units uh, as it relates to churches. Early on, it was a little more, you had to read into things and certainly yeah, dig you really and find dig, out. Right? Yeah, uh, that's been a lot more clear. But I'd say, you know what, the guidelines aren't the biggest hurdle. I mean, the guidelines are guidelines. We can work within those, you know, <laughs> the things that they, they give us. I'd say when I thought about it, that some of the, the biggest hurdle as a leader uh, was really navigating, leading within the context of uh, the diverse opinions that we around us in our mm-hmm. church family mm-hmm. and in the community. So it's not like we have to, uh, it's a hurdle really that we have to work through carefully, prayerfully with great love. Yeah. Um, and that leads into the most obvious uh, hurdle to reopening, which is volunteer resources. So yeah. when I think to, um, in my role, so worship and, and production, um, there's a there's a there's a required load in terms of you know the, the people that we need to accomplish it and and yeah. and, and to you know to do what we're doing in house and online and so uh, and there's diversity in that so some are ready some of our team were ready right out of the gate you know before we're ready they're at the door mm-hmm. going like Matt when <laughs> and they want to be there every week right uh, there's there's some who are ready to serve with little caveats they're like uh, you know that's great yeah. I'll, I'll serve but I need to do this right. Uh, this condition. Uh, some are some are waiting, mm-hmm. right? Some are waiting with wisdom, right? Health stuff, whatever it might be, work. Some work in health, and that's you know. Yeah. Some are frustrated. On they have frustration. Uh, sometimes we can become the target. You know, like maybe it's a thought of government overreach. There's government overreach, and you're you know maybe the church is caving to that. I, that that that's that can be the, some of the feelings that we feel, yeah. or that they feel. Uh, but as leaders, we're called to lead the whole the whole team, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like you 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 choose and select. And so, uh, and I think again, ultimately, that starts with love. Um, so systems wise, it's made reopening more challenging for sure. So mm-hmm. it, that eventually got to volunteer resources, but, uh, right. through, through people leading people. So yeah, it's yeah. definitely a season of love and grace that we need. Yeah. yeah. Hey Bill, how about you? What's the biggest hurdle for reopening kids in? Well, I think mine was, was twofold and then some other things came up along the way, but to me, the biggest hurdle was just to pick a day, a time when we chose or when we could open um, once we got the announcement that we could. And once mm-hmm. uh, our, our, our team picked that day, the other hurdle for me was, oh man, now I've got to open up uh, <laughs> grades one to five and preschool and nursery. And it seems uh, like a lot, it, right? It felt like overwhelming right then and there, especially when you look at the, what, the eight or nine page uh, document uh, to follow. But yeah. what worked for me to get past that was, uh, well, let's just stagger it. Let's do grades one to five first. And then we will wait a month or so to see how the dust settles with school and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so we are opening our, our preschool, Lord willing, uh, after Thanksgiving. And so uh, once those pieces are on the table, there were the rest all that I, I broke down in my mind was there's really five things. Hopefully I, they'll add up to five after I tell you. It's just you've got to work out within the guidelines, uh, the screening and mm-hmm. tracking um, and then masking. Are you going to mask kids and in, in what age or whatnot? And we matched the school systems, what we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you going to remind kids to say social distance while they're in the church? And then cleaning, uh, making sure that uh, not only is your cleaning team uh, cleaning the rooms more uh, as the guidelines suggest, but also our teams just spray down the tables and chairs after mm-hmm. they leave each room. And then reporting, what will our policy be when we need to report or tell a community uh, that there was a case or, or, there, or there was a case, what would we do as a church? And so once we've worked that out, um, it, it kind of went smoother for me to think everything through. 
Right. And how do you find the reopening like response was from your volunteers and from the families that are attending, Bill? Well, um, it is funny. There was, uh, at first I thought, well, we, no, let me retract. Volunteers <laughs> are still kind of ongoing. Some are very right. nervous. So we don't have a full complement. But uh, for the grades one to five, the group that we opened up first, uh, we, uh, they were eager to get ready. So um, we told them that, you know, they would be wearing masks and some of the things that we could expect when they got here. And they were all for it. So uh, praise God for that. And our Wonder Mountain team, which is our preschool age group, they're, they, because they're working so closely with babies and those young ones who whose hands are always near their mouth and mm -hmm. licking whatever they're touching, <laughs> you know, it's they they some yeah. of them were a little nervous. So we have a smaller team coming back, I think, in Thanksgiving. But that's right. just I'm not really worried about that, and um, I know God's got that. But we will still be able to open. It's just I think with good reason that age group. It's been tough to get a team together for that. Right, and when do you let family like when you're letting families know, hey, we're reopening? Has the response been good? Like, what, what are you finding for feedback? Well, I know uh, on the first Sunday, there wasn't, I would say every family was so glad, was so grateful. They either did that in their body language, <laughs> uh, but most of them said, oh man, thanks for doing this. Our kids need this. Our, our families need this connection point again. And yeah. so um, I could tell simply by the eagerness, like we, I thought parents, I thought kids would want to drag, uh, let me reword that. I thought parents would want to, <coughs> <laughs> if I have a, uh, back on that one. Yeah. What I wanted to say was, I thought the kids would be dragging their parents to come with them because they'd be so nervous. But it was the opposite. They were, yeah. the parents went right into the main auditorium. And the kids were running upstairs to to the program. So I got a sense from that they missed it. They're looking forward to it, mm. and uh, it kind of set my my mind at ease uh, on that first Sunday. Yeah. Now, as a church, we want to strengthen families towards a transformed community. So have you found connecting with families during this time? Like what as uh, a church are we able to do? I know we just had Brett Allman here uh, to talk about parenting, navigating everything. And I just wondered your thoughts on that and what else we can be doing to help connect with those families and those in the community, too. Right. That we're not seeing. Well, one of the questions I even even before COVID is I've always wondered, are we really connecting with parents enough? Sometimes you send emails out or you do events and you you, you kind of get a lower than you thought interaction with parents and families. And so um, I think that's always there. But obviously, COVID has made it difficult. I mean, it's hard to tell necessarily from a like or two or comment um, the, the breath or the um, what's breath. the word? The, not the breath, the 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 distance or the if you're actually connecting. And oh, okay. so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, but, but I think maybe that's just in my own head. And so we just did the things that we normally would do on social media, um, online, um, in our announcements as if, as if things, as if, I don't know, things were normal, just then just <laughs> plow through that and, uh, and, and still be, and just, you know, let God work out those details. Uh, maybe that sounds very, very trite, but that's kind of what we did. Um, um, but, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's, well, it's, I'm not going to cut you. I don't mean yeah. to cut you off, but also beyond Kidsman, Matt, what can you speak to that for us? Yeah, totally. You know what? Um, you, you talked about our vision of strengthening families towards the transformed community, and our, our desire there really is to shine the light of the gospel mm -hmm. into into families and, and local families, and we believe that if we do that, uh, we, can, we can transform uh, our community of Huntsville, Muskoka, mm -hmm. uh, for God's glory. And so some of the things that that means is in, into the community, of course, the church in action, the church being the church. Um, we've always had uh, a voice locally in terms of crisis um, mm -hmm. uh, management, right? crisis needs, things that arise as uh, families 
hit extreme needs. Uh, we're talking like losing their house, losing their apartment, hydro, food, that kind of thing. That, that has been ramped up uh, with our team and, and a big shout out to uh, Pastor Andrew Hall who gives leadership in that area. Um, we've seen an increase in needs. And so yeah. that means systems wise, we've had to make some tweaks, adjustments, but uh, we've been able to connect with with families there. And again, it's not just about filling fridges, paying bills, it's pointing people to Jesus mm -hmm. and, sh and shining the light of the gospel into their whatever situation. Uh, another uh, interesting thing, when schools went online in the spring, uh, here in Muskoka, there's a big push, you know, federally for uh, increased internet speed and access to high-speed internet. Yep. And so we had a lot of kids who are, who are at home, you know, if it's enough for a mom or a dad to be at home or a grandparent to be at home, and they've got their kids there now trying to learn with their computers, but now, oh, now it's completely online and do we have internet? And so we, yeah, exactly. We that was a huge with, thing. Yeah. We connected with, uh, TELUS and got a, a pile. I say a pile, a lot, like a lot, <laughs> there <is> a, lot. <laughs> a lot of routers, wireless <laughs> routers and with simple plans that were covered, uh, for data and got them into the hands of individuals for, it was over a six month term and then ultimately was just left in their hands. Um, that, so that just, again, shining the light of the gospel into mm -hmm. situations where you don't always expect it to, to, the community doesn't expect it. And all of a sudden here's a church doing that. So that was, uh, that's another family connection. Yeah. And speaking to that, like this is such a unique time for volunteers in such a different way that maybe they can be serving. So what, how are you equipping volunteers right now and, uh, and moving forward in ministry and how things are progressing, do you see new ways for people to be serving or a different innovative way that we can use their talents? Bill, you want to speak to that first? Yeah, I'll start, not because I'm an expert, because <laughs> I, think, uh, <laughs> I think I could always do better at that. But uh, as we launched into the fall, we, um, you know, I, it, it may have been a phone call just to uh, check in with the kids before, but we have a weekly email with our volunteers. Um, and also, sort of new this year to us is we're using a, a program called Trained Up, and uh, oh, yeah. it lets you uh, it lets you essentially compile videos, or you can add your own, or they have a database. Mm -hmm. And you and for example, we're using it for our safe church, and so they watch through a series of videos, and uh, they're doing that at home on their time, and it keeps track of who did it and when they did it, so that we we have that piece there. Um, and so there's that way. I know right now media also has, if you have a church, they have a, a section in there where you can upload training videos, I think as part of your subscription. Mm -hmm. So um, that was an opportunity for you to do videos that way. Uh, but right now, I think predominantly it's, uh, it's a phone call. It's our, our, our team emails. It's a follow-up phone call or text mm -hmm. uh, after the fact. And uh, uh, just gathering before we start the ministry for prayer that I can communicate some things there. Yeah. And Matt, how about for outside of Kidsmen? Yeah, totally. Um, Looking back in worship through 2019, we we actually had added some tools. You know, you don't know what's coming up. Right? Yeah. We added some <laughs> online tools for our for our worship band yeah. and vocalists to help with training, um, including tools like worshiponline.com, which which has instrumental and vocal tutorials that are song specific. Okay? Right. And uh, worshipvocalist.com, huge resource for our vocalists, Canadian resource for oh, our vocalists, fantastic. helping it's them, uh, yeah, helping them, you know, understand their voice, yeah. how to use their voice, and, and in particular, how to use their voice on a team in a modern worship mm -hmm. context. What What is that sound that we're seeking? So um, we also added a new volunteer role last the, into 2019, uh, a lead vocalist. So a big shout out to my friend Mel Maxwell. Uh, so she guides and, st and stewards our team of vocalists. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and all of that I think helped prep us prep us for this. Now I say that, and then and then we're working with a smaller team now. It's yeah. If I'm leading, there's one other person with me instead of would have been typical two or three, yeah. um, filling in the parts. Uh, that's just again on a stage, social distancing, you know, physical distancing. I guess, I guess it does um, in that context. Um, so, but great for for that team in production. It's 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 been amazing to see how new members are actually stepping up through this season. So, you know, we may have some people who aren't ready to come back, but then we have others who are saying, "Hey, I'll 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 step up." Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a team member who creates the schedule, directs the inflow of new team members. That's Tanya Spradoff, who was on the podcast. Yes, she right, was. You can season. listen to that episode. Yeah. <laughs> so she's awesome. And uh, what we do is, you know, we put new people. This is nothing, you know, earth shattering. But but if you're not doing this, do it. Uh, we, we put new people alongside experienced team members, shadowing, moving them towards doing it on their own. So, you know, they might come in and shadow, then they're observed, yeah. and then they're released. Um, so, but you mentioned n- new ways to serve as well. Uh, yeah. I think of communications, there's social media always, you know, uh, opportunity to serve there. And, uh, with that would actually be a fantastic opportunity right now, right? It's huge. Like and, and we could really, yeah. And, and if you take advantage of scheduling tools and apps that allow you to do phenomenal jobs, we lean, we lean into Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, we do have a presence on Facebook, but our Instagram would be our main wheel on social media uh, right now. And uh, so social media is an opportunity to serve. Uh, in the online church world, there's our chat moderators. We didn't yeah. have a chat. Um, like, we didn't moderate our chat for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a website stream on our on our page that didn't have a, a, a chat. So we just didn't, that was fine. But we jumped into adding YouTube. We, right. Of course, we're on Facebook. And so so we, we that's a huge role of uh, what's our voice in the chat. And then in systems, there's database management. So... When it comes to communications, I want to talk sometimes very directly to a specific group of people within our church, mm-hmm. and that means that our database needs to be really accurate so that I know I can talk to uh, a guy who's got kids who has come to a, an event in the last yep. year who's got brown hair. Like yeah. I want to talk, <laughs> I want to talk to you. Yeah. So that database management, there's people there who are like I won't run a camera, I, I'm not going to sing or play guitar. I'm not going to, I don't want to greet at the door, but they want to sit at home or they want to come yeah. and, and just work on the data, the data people. Like, I love yeah, it. So which is fantastic. Huge, what huge. a great way to serve. Sure. Hey, and as we navigate moving forward, um, Bill, do you have some ideas for Kidsmen to move things forward and as we continue through this unknown season? Wow, that's a great question, and I'm kind of <laughs> learning as I go. Um, moving forward, I think I would like to see uh, – um, man, I've almost got, I almost have the answer in my second question, so – I'm not sure how to handle this in my head right now. Um, I think moving forward, I'd like to um, just make sure that um, uh, I'm redo. Uh, I'm not underestimating the uh, the availability of social media to get uh, to interact with kids and p- or parents that way, and hence mm-hmm. kids. Um, I'm also thinking maybe a more personal touch, and I've started drafting a letter that we'll email to all our kids, just saying, just a reminder, you know, that we are here. We're starting up, and uh, we mi- we miss you. So as soon as as soon as your parents can. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. We'd love to see you out here. And, um, well, even sending out a card, like a postcard, yeah. too. Yeah, snail mail. So I've been, mm-hmm. and birthday cards. So we've got it. Well, we're, <laughs> we're going to do that again, too. Just to send, send it out with snail mail. And I may have to get the squirrel out again. Hold the squirrel. <laughs> get the squirrel. <laughs> or both of them. Yeah. You in, Matt? <laughs> I, I'm, I am we'll so get, in. We'll get a picture of that and post that. <laughs> 
Hey, Matt, how do you find for moving forward, yeah. like to navigate the season as we totally. head towards Christmas? You got totally. thoughts there? Yeah, totally. And again, this is something that I would have, I would have, I hope I would have said it a year ago. It's been, it's been solidified through COVID and certainly going forward is communication is key. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that I'm speaking to communicating with your team, communicating, and I, and I probably fail at that at times, right? So, but communicating with your team on bulk, like mm-hmm. everybody communicating when you can with your team uh, as individuals. I'm really missing out on connecting with worship team members. Um, I, I had Thursday night rehearsals and I had Sunday morning and most people were on once every three weeks. That means I got to connect two yeah. times every three weeks with a group of people that was consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, don't have that right no, now. No, it's, it's gone, it, right? Yeah, it's totally Sunday changed. Sunday morning is really rushed. No <laughs> midweek rehearsal because only a few songs. So yeah. I say communica- communication is, is key. Beyond that, even beyond your teams, is communicating to the church as, as a whole. And mm-hmm. so early on in COVID, and we already had communication avenues, but we really clarified what those avenues were. If you come on a Sunday morning or you watch online, you're going to hear the three best ways to connect to faith. All right. That, right. Yeah. Uh, so for us, it's website, social media, and our email newsletter. We've also been pushing texting. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, uh, we're landing into, and we're, we're very careful as to, you know, how many in <laughs> emails you get from us and, and how many text you get right. and what's the level of communication that that triggers a, a text versus an, an email yep. etc um that's yeah so clarifying the the avenues of communication and then opening the spigot on those avenues mm-hmm. so just you know narrow it and then crank it so yeah, yeah. For sure. Now, keeping in mind that most of our listener listeners are volunteering somewhere or have been in the past volunteering in a local church, what is one thing that if you could communicate one thing to the listeners to encourage them, uh, what would it be? Bill, Matt? Oh, Matt wants to go first. Am I going first? <laughs> Start with a squirrel right. suit. You want to lean in with that. That's mine. That works wonders. <laughs> no, start. I, I would have done this. I said start with love. So, yeah. uh, so you, you asked in the context of speaking to the volunteers, yeah. start with love. Speaking to those who lead volunteers, start with love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it clarifies a lot of what should I say in this situation if we start with love, right? Yeah. So understand what that the leaders that you're connecting with, the leaders who are scheduling you, who are trying to schedule you, who are contacting you and just seeing where you're at are probably juggling more factors than you think about in their decisions. It's true. And yeah. some of those factors they can't share with you, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they're coming and, and you're like, are you doing, you know, <laughs> start with love. There's more on the table than is always evident. Uh, the other thing was, this is only a season. I think the kids, when they talk about it, it's just a phase, it's just right? A phase. That's right? right. You're going it goes through, so fast. Joiner. <laughs> it's just a phase. Yeah. Now I'd say that some of these phases you want to pause and just enjoy the certain elements of the phase. I don't know. It, maybe there's some elements of COVID we can enjoy. I'm not sure on that yet. Someone will write a book about in the future, but this is only a season. I'd say guard your relationships, guard your relationship with God, guard your relationships with your family and guard your relationship with your team. It's essential. Hey, Bill, what do you have to say? Well, because I'm second, I'm going to say two things. The first (laughs) one is uh, we had my favorite team shirt for kids around here was Inspire Every Kid You Meet. I love that uh, one. Yeah, and the reason I bring that up is the thing to remember is we've just gone through, what, six to eight, six, seven months of not being able to inspire kids the same way. And would we have changed how we greeted those kids if we knew in February, if we knew it was coming in March? And so we've missed that component. So Mm -hmm. as you do choose to come back, uh, make the most of your opportunity to inspire every kid you meet, however you serve. 
and secondly out to to the leaders out there to either children's pastors or or kids people planning is 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 simply that is rewrite your plan make a short plan and one of the things that's helped me <laughs> i know the guys here are laughing because planning <laughs> and i are are tough in the same sentence but uh i, I know that uh, for this fall i plan to do two uh, family events either virtually uh, and or uh, in person as to the limits we're allowed to. And uh, we also know we're gonna do a couple of parenting seminars. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, um, and we've, we've, uh, we've, we've, canceled, we've postponed our normal kids men uh, midweek stuff, at least until mm -hmm. January. Again, I, I, we, we push that off, it, it kind of takes the edge off. But uh, having those short plans in mind, uh, kind of order my steps in the next uh, few few weeks or a couple months where maybe I wouldn't have had that because I would have been too hung up worried about what I'm going to do next in this COVID. So that's what I would say. Yeah, that's really good. Now, in speaking to this t pause that we're in and using it as a time to get refreshed and renewed, is there a verse or a song or something that has really spoken to you right now that is helping you through this odd season that we're in? Matt? Yeah, totally. I'll start it up. So the one song that came to mind, honestly, you, you mentioned that was li is Living Hope, mm. right? Uh, Phil Wickham, Brian Johnson. It, you know, sometimes when there's distractions around you, you want to get back to the why. Mm -hmm. And what's the underlying why? And it'll bring, it, it oftentimes in decisions brings clarity. Uh, and so when I read the words, sing the words, lead in the words of, of living hope. It's just a reminder to me. It points to the gospel, points to Jesus, points to the underlying why and the underlying hope of, of everything that we're doing. So our mission is leading people to faith and maturity in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It just keep pointing and shining the gospel and, and, and pointing people to Jesus and the why. Why, mm -hmm. why do we need a Savior? And what's the pathway towards that Savior? And what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I read recently in 1 Peter 5, 6 to 7, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And it's just being humbled by, um, you know, my plans that I had for the entire year almost were were upended in one <laughs> in one decree uh, or one biological event called COVID. And so um, knowing that God's in full control of this situation, I need to remember that and, and not too much worry, but to look to him for guidance, look to him for those uh, times that I am anxious on, on how does this regulation tie into what I'm doing here and just do what, as Dave Lane would say, do what you can do and let to allow God to do what he can do. And so yeah. uh, that's yeah. my advice or suggestion. You know, that's fantastic. It really has been such an odd season that we're in. And I hope that this uh, pause that we're in, you're able to use it uh, to be encouraged to get back into the word. And I'm really thankful, Bill and Matt, that you could be here today to talk about all that we've gone through with reopening and uh, what's happened in this process and what it's kind of looking like. And as we look forward to the future, and we just hope that those of you that are listening, you're encouraged by what they had to say today and just, yeah. Thanks, Matt and Bill, Thanks, for being Kim. here. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> for our listeners, we want you to stay connected with all that is happening with the 412 Canada podcast and our next coming conference in May 2021. The best way to stay connected is to sign up for our email at 412.ca. That's F-O-U-R 12.ca. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. All links to resources will be posted there as well as ways to connect with both Pastor Matt and Bill. Please like and share this episode with 
all your friends on social media and leave a review to help us better equip you. I'm looking forward to all that season two will bring and would love to hear about you and what equips you. Message at 412 Canada on our social platforms or email getequipped at 412.ca. Looking forward to the next time on 412 Canada podcast. Thanks for listening to the 412 Canada podcast. We hope this episode has equipped you for greater influence through serving. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and consider leaving a review on the app you use. The 412 Canada podcast is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Canada. Explore everything 412 Canada at 412.ca. Thanks again for spending time with us. See you next time.